The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We back, Hodge, the Three Down Nation podcast, long-awaited renewal, let's say. Drew Edwards has moved on to other things in his life, so I wanted to make sure I had the proper partner to take it forward with, and I felt there was nobody better than you, Mr. Hodge, so let's just get this thing rolling, man. I'm excited to be here, Dunkster. This is great, and hey... Yeah, the show is on hiatus for a long time, but if the CFL is allowed to go a whole year without playing football, then we're allowed to go a whole year without <laughs> podcasting. Don't you think that's fair? Yeah, man. Hopefully we get football back in 2021. We got all these moves going on in the league, Hodge. Free agency coming up, so let the people know what we're about to talk about and break down on the show. Well, today we're discussing the latest on Riders free agent linebacker Cam Judge, the future of defensive tackle Micah Johnson and the possible retirement of John Bowman. But first, you broke the story today, Dunkster, that Charleston Hughes had signed with the Toronto Argonauts. What are your thoughts on how things played out? Very intriguing situation because you got the sense that overall, the decision had been made for the Rough Riders to move on from Charleston Hughes if they weren't going to bump that offer up to cover that $15,000 gap that's been much talked about by Hughes himself. So the Argos give him $50,000 up front in the form of a signing bonus to get it done. That was more than double what the Riders had offered. And with the uncertainty due to COVID-19, it makes a lot of sense that if you're Hughes who led the league in sacks in 2019, you want to get as much money as you can because you're not sure how much of the season, if any, is going to be played at this point in time. So, signs the two-year deal, and he can make up to, and just a little bit over, $160,000 if he hits all of his incentives. The hard money is $155,000, and really a bargain for the Argos, who are creating a team that could be competitive in the East Division. 
Yeah, let's just talk about the departure from Saskatchewan for a moment. I know Rider Nation was up in a tizzy, and I think part of that is from <laughs> Hughes himself, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, he was tweeting about a GoFundMe page, right, that Rider Nation was supposed to start to keep him. And look, I'm not disrespecting Charleston Hughes. He's led the league in sacks five times. He's been an all-star a million times, right? And it's it's actually shocking. He's never won most outstanding defensive player. I think that's probably one of the reasons why he's still playing at 37 is he's trying to win that award. And by the way, probably more like to win it in the east and the west where he spent his whole career but from the rider side of things i think rider nation needs to take a breath because the reality is unless you're talking about tom brady unless you're talking about anthony calvillo who had some amazing years at the end of his career or aaron Rodgers, losing a 37 year old player in my opinion is never something to cry about yes charleston hughes is a good player but at his age, having you know not played for a year, our guy Brendan McGuire had a great piece about this on the site. Losing a guy who's 37, unless, again, they're a franchise quarterback, is never something to worry about, in my opinion. I think Ryder Nation needs to take a breath. There's no need to panic, in my opinion, about losing Charleston Hughes. Uh, Hughes is a little different, though, and I'm with you on the quarterbacks because it's a much different position than playing defensive line. But the guy still produced at a high level. And if we're potentially, and it seems like it's going that way, going to have a shortened season in 2021, Hughes is going to be even more juiced up to get after it, knowing that he doesn't have to manage his body through 18 regular season games. So for me, the big question becomes for the Riders is who's going to take over that spot that Hughes had held down, Hutch? 34 games, 31 sacks while he was in Ryderville. And you look at a guy like Freddie Bishop that they signed opposite from the other side with A.C. Leonard. So that's probably going to be one of the options. And they're going to look to go young, I would imagine, signing a number of guys that have a sprinkling of NFL experience or maybe have no pro football experience. But to count on those guys in what is likely to be a shortened season, to me, is risky. And I think it could hurt the defense overall there in Saskatchewan. You know, I, your point's well taken about Charleston Hughes. One of the knocks on him is that he hasn't been as effective in the second half of seasons as he has been in the first, and that's true. He got off to a super hot start in 2019, faded a bit down the stretch, and I think that's why Willie Jefferson maybe got a little bit more attention than Hughes did at awards time. But back to the matter. Well, you could argue that Willie, though, at that point late in the season – Put up a bunch of goose eggs, too. Yes, I hear it. The bell's over. You got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on. Cam Judge, we're staying in Ryderville for this one, is currently Three Down Nation's top-ranked free agent. What's the latest on him and a very deep linebacker free agent pool, Dunkster? It really is, man. And I feel like that's where the focus shifts now, Hodge, because all of the quarterbacks, except for one who we'll get to a little later, have signed with their respective teams. And the receivers are in the same boat. Shaq Cooper's out there, a potential running back that I really like, that I think is a guy that has a lot of upside in the CFL, could be had if he gets to free agency. But for me, I'm looking at the linebacker group, and Judge is at the top of it because of his Canadian passport. So he's currently waiting to see when the NFL workout is scheduled for him and maybe there's a chance if that goes well there's a contract so he's going to play that patient and then you know potentially after free agency opens if he doesn't go back to the riders have some sort of an agreement in place as the fallback plan if he's not in the nfl 
and everyone's looking at Cam Judge. Well, the guy that sort of came before him in that mold was Enoch Mwamba, another guy that played in Saskatchewan, oddly enough. You know, I get the sense that they would like to have Mwamba back in Montreal. They like his ability on the field and also off it because he is bilingual, but it's going to be for a certain price. So if Mwamba can go out and get paid more elsewhere, then maybe he leaves La Belle Province. And the one other guy I want to get in there real quick that I think is intriguing, Larry Dean. Under the radar, I really feel like because of his quiet demeanor. I know Jeremy O'Day, the Riders general manager, absolutely loves him. He's raved about him in scouting meetings. So I would keep an eye out for Dean to Saskatchewan. That said, I think there's a market here for Dean. Ottawa could be in the mix. Montreal, if they lose Enoch Mwamba. And even potentially going back to Edmonton. Those are the teams that I think right now are in play for Dean. Well, you just disrespected a former CFL MOP because you forgot about Solomon Elamimian, who I'm hearing could potentially be Larry Dean's replacement with the Ticats. Elamimian, obviously, with the Riders the last couple of seasons. Uh, he's, he's, I think, a perfect seamless fit to the Ticats. And let's be honest, a guy who's you know close to the end of his career, like Elamimian, I think is a perfect fit for a Ticats team that is in a perfect situation, in my opinion, with their roster to win a great cup in 2021. And that Ticats team is going to have to compete against an Argos team that more and more is looking like the Calgary Stampeders of the East, Hodge. They even changed their Twitter <laughs> handle. We're talking about Charleston Hughes, obviously, over there. Nick Arbuckle, the former Stamp. Eric Rogers, Cordaro Law. There's a bunch of dudes over there, and it looks like red and white has turned into the blue and white. Can they actually compete with the Ticats in 2021? You know, that's a great question. Fact is, I think that the Toronto Argonauts, you know, they, they obviously had a lot of work to do on that roster that really disappointed in 2019. And as much as some of their additions, like Hughes, for instance, are aging, I think that they are going to be in a position to hit the ground running. I think there's still maybe a little bit of a question mark with Nick Arbuckle, just because he's not proven right long term as a CFL starter. But they've got Ryan Dinwiddie there, his quarterback's coach from Calgary, who should be able to get him acclimatized right to that new city relatively quickly. And you want to talk about weapons. We've forgotten all about Eli Harold, who's a former uh, NFL, very successful pass rusher there. We also forgot about the fact that Josh Gordon could be coming to the six. That would be ridiculous with the, the receiving core. They already have intact there. Juwan Breskison, Levi Noel, two really good Canadians as well in the mix there. Uh, they And they also kept DeVars Daniels, which was, which was great. He restructured his contract ahead of a February 1st bonus. So I think if you look at that team, the fact that they could be looking at adding a guy like Cam Judge, as we said, our top uh, free agent. I also think the addition of Glenn Young is something that no one's talked about. Glenn Young took took a more active role uh, in the defense in Winnipeg, and I think that's part of why that unit made the Great Cup run that it did in 2019. So I'm not saying they're going to challenge the Ticats for number one in the East, but I think there's absolutely a chance that the Argos could not only really distance themselves from the Red Blacks, but also be in a situation to push for second with the Montreal Alouettes. It's a much different looking Argos team, Hodge, than the one that went 4-14 four and 14 and was pretty terrible, to be quite honest, in 2019. We'll see if the Argos can get the good ship turned in the proper direction with all of these additions. Absolutely. We got to take a break, Dunkster, but we'll be right back when we are back. We're going to be talking about the Bombers, who were spurned by Brian Burnham.
The Bombers Hodge out there in your neck of the woods in Manitoba. Keep taking home run cuts at big name receivers and striking out. Are they going to be able to get some sort of help after missing on Brian Burnham? Yeah, the Bombers made a competitive offer for Brian Burnham. Obviously, CFL All-Star of the BC Lions, and it didn't work out. And and I, I know there are a lot of people in my neck of the woods, as you said, Dunkster, who were disappointed by that. But if you look at the history of the Bombers' big-name receivers ads, they added last year, of course, Chris Matthews, who ended up being a bust. Uh, the year prior, in 2018, they added Darius Bowman. Uh, Bowman was a bust. The year before that, they added Kenny Stafford. Uh, he was a bust. And the year before that, they added Ryan Smith from Saskatchewan, who didn't do much. So I'm not Yikes. saying, well, I'm not saying that the Bombers shouldn't add anybody because I think there is some value out there. Brian Mitchell's probably the best guy. He's number one in our three down free agent receiver rankings. You also got Devere Posey. You also got Ricky Collins. Uh, but the, the, you know, honestly, in my opinion, with them bringing back Kenny Lawler, that receiving core, again, I think it could use some extra speed, maybe somebody to take it off the top. But the reality is I, I don't think that that receiving core uh, needs necessarily a hit because the last several times the Bombers have gone out and tried to get that guy, it hasn't worked out for them. Depot's the guy I'm looking at, man. He could take the top off the defense, still make some big-time plays, and I really feel like he could add an element that that offense really needs. They bring back Kenny Lawler, who they really do like there in Winnipeg. I got a feeling that you know maybe the BC Lions were going to be in on him if he got to the market because of the connection there with Ryan Rigmaiden, who was in Winnipeg as a scout and then now is back with the Lions. But that didn't happen. They re-signed him, so I would look for Devere Posey to potentially be a connection for Zach Caleros. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad ad. Uh, now, being Posey is 31. He's a little bit on the older side. But as long as he's still got that speed, I agree. He's got great size, and uh, he could potentially be the perfect guy to, uh, to take the top off the defense for Winnipeg. Moving on, we got McLeod Bethel-Thompson. In, in our opinion, Dunkster, kind of the forgotten man in all this, isn't he? He's a guy who opted out of his CFL mm. contract in 2020, ended up spending some time in the spring league. Do you consider him to be the best insurance policy right now in the CFL? Hell yeah, I do. I think someone's going to get a great value if they get Bethel Thompson under contract. He's still playing it patient. I've heard he's on some NFL ready lists, whether or not that whether or not that leads to a contract is yet to be seen. But we're talking about the quarterback situations around the league that need backup quarterbacks. You look at, I would argue, in Montreal. Same could potentially be said. I think a lot of people would say the same for Ottawa. right? The Ticats have a great situation. Jeremiah Masoli, Dane Evans. The Argos have Nick Arbuckle. And then no one with any experience there is Michael O'Connor, the Canadian, is a pending free agent. And it seems like he could be headed out of the six. Even in Winnipeg, Hodge, they love Sean McGuire, but he doesn't have many reps in the league. Cody Fajardo and James Franklin back in Saskatchewan, as well as Isaac Harker there. So, you know, maybe the Riders aren't going to be big in Bethel Thompson, but you could even look at Edmonton and Calgary and even the BC Lions as needing a competent backup. And you ask a trivia question, and it's a bit of a give me, but there was only one quarterback in the league in 2019 that threw for over 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. You know his name, Hodge? It's McLeod Bethel Thompson. Crazy, eh? 
Absolutely. Everybody probably suspects it's Bowley by Mitchell. It's Mike Riley. No, McLeod Bethel Thompson led the entire league in touchdown passes in 2019. Somehow did that quietly. I don't know how, but he did it. Uh, maybe it's because his team only won four games, but I absolutely agree. He is the best insurance policy in the CFL right now. There's lots of teams that could benefit from having him. One thing I think that we have to remember is that he was actually in camp with the Bombers when Paul Apolise was the OC. They let him go. Uh, I think it's fair to say if Paul Apolise likes a guy, the Bombers are going to keep him. If he doesn't like him, they're probably shipping him out at that point in time. So Ottawa might not be a fit with the Lapo connection, but I definitely see him as a fit in a lot of places, including potentially a return to the Argos. Yeah, and I'll say this real quick. I know Bo Levi Mitchell's a big fan of McLeod Bethel Thompson, which, as we all know, speaks volumes, Hodge, but we got to move it on. One of the guys that's used to chasing down quarterbacks and scaring them, be it Bo Levi Mitchell or McLeod Bethel Thompson, John Bowman posted on Instagram today a picture of him walking down the tunnel in Montreal, and it included a peace sign. Very cryptic, but do we think this is about Bowman leaving Montreal or retiring altogether? That's a fantastic question. I mean, John Bowman, one of the oldest active players in the CFL. My first thought seeing the picture was, okay, John Bowman's on the way out. But then chatting with some of the three down guys, it was like, oh, well, he is also, as you said, a pending free agent. Maybe he's just saying goodbye to the team where he spent 15 years, right? He joined the team, the Alouettes, in, in 2006. Since then, has set a bunch of records. He has the most sacks of anybody in Alouette's history. He's sixth most all-time behind Joe Montford. All five players, by the way, ahead of Bowman in sacks CFL-wide are in the Hall of Fame, which is pretty sensational. He's been a nine-time East Division All-Star, and I love the fact, call me old-fashioned, but I love the fact that he spent <laughs> his whole career with one team in a you know sports landscape period, especially the CFL as of late, that has become very transient in nature with guys moving from team to team. I love the fact that he spent his whole career with one team. Uh, that's, of course, if he doesn't leave via free agency. And uh, I can't wait to see John Bowman going to the Hall of Fame. He's been a great player, and uh, he, he deserves all the accolades that have come his way. Yeah, we'll have to find out because that photo really created some buzz in terms of, all right, what's up with John Bowman? Is he going to be brought back? It didn't seem like there was any decisiveness whenever Danny Machocha, the general manager there, has been asked about Bowman. So to me, that was sort of a signal that they're potentially politely, in a Canadian way, trying to show Bowman the door and say, hey, you've been here for 15 years but we want you to retire in Alouette, and on the bell, we'll have to go out on it, just like Bowman. <laughs> Dunkster, as much as John Bowman's flown under the, the free agency radar, we also haven't heard about another defensive lineman. This one, Micah Johnson, CFL All-Star with the Calgary Stampeders in 2018, had a bit of a down year with the Riders in 2019. He's now a pending free agent. Where do you see him going? To be honest, man, remember all that hype after that year in Calgary? So much there hype. Was talk, there was talk. It was all over the place, right? There was talk about him you know, potentially getting an NFL look, which I still can't understand why a freak like that isn't in the NFL. And then he goes to Saskatchewan and doesn't put up the same amount of eye-popping statistics and getting after the quarterback the way he did in Calgary. But it was a different system. I think we have to take that into account. And 
I've heard that there's interest from potential East Division teams, but people might be surprised by this. The sense that I get is that he could end up in the peg where you are, Hodge. Whoa! With the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Crazy, I know. No kidding. Playing alongside Willie Jefferson. That would be a nearly unblockable tandem when those guys are playing at their top level. You're there, Hodge, right around, obviously, the area and covering the team every step of the way. Do you feel like that makes sense? You know, uh, Drake Nevis, who started at defensive tackle in the Grey Cup, is is gone. He left by a free agency. Steven Richardson, also uh, a pending free agent, really good player out of Minnesota. Uh, the other defensive tackle spot is Canadian. That's Jake Thomas. So uh, I think if you've got, you know, arguably the best bookends in the CFL, which the Bombers, I think, do, uh, in Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat, I think if you put Micah Johnson into that equation, I, I think it depends somewhat on which Micah Johnson you're getting. Are you getting the 2018 Micah Johnson that looked like a man among boys? Or are you getting the Micah Johnson of 2019 who looked maybe like he lost a step a bit? I think that comes into play. But certainly it's an intriguing ad, and I think it's something that the Bombers would be wise to do if the price is right. Nah, he hasn't lost a step, man. I really think that that had a lot to do with scheme. He was asked to eat up more double teams, which, I mean, he can definitely do. But when you have a guy like that, a defensive tackle position, you don't want to be asking him to eat up the double team. So let's say he comes to Winnipeg. Well, get Jake Fatboy Thomas to eat up the double teams <laughs> and have Mike Johnson go one-on-one or have the offensive line choose who's going to get the one-on-one opportunities between him and Willie J. We got to take a break, Dunkster, but when we come back, it's time for Hodge's Heritage Moment. It's now time for Hodge's Heritage Moment, a new feature on the Three Down Nation podcast where we look back at a historical event on its anniversary. February 5th, on this day in 2013, Hamilton acquired Jeremiah Mazzoli, Simone Lawrence, and Greg White from Edmonton in exchange for Nathan Kaya and Carson Rockhill. All three players acquired by the Tiger Cats were named All-Stars during their tenure with the team, with Mazzoli and Lawrence becoming two of their biggest stars. Kaya made a small impact at Edmonton, while Rock Hill was cut before ever dressing for a single game. This trade remains one of the most lopsided deals in CFL history. And Dunkster, I gotta say, as much as people bang on Eric Tillman, and Lord knows we've done it, for the trade that he made to get Ricky Ray out of Edmonton, <laughs> it should be noted that he was one of the people responsible for pulling this trade off from Hamilton's side when they absolutely ate at Hervey's lunch at getting these star players to the hammer. Certainly, man. Masoli and Lawrence, still two franchise cornerstones for the Ticats, who never even suited up playing it down, I don't believe, for the Edmonton football team. It's crazy to think that that trade was made in 2013 and that Masoli and Lawrence continue to play at elite levels, at their respective positions. You're right, Dunk. Two of the biggest stars, arguably in franchise history now, in Lawrence and Mazzoli. With that, we're going to the three-minute warning. Put three minutes up on the bell. Rapid-fire, Dunkster. Here we go. All right, Hodge, you broke the story. Janarian Grant is back in Winnipeg. What does it mean for the Bombers? Honestly, the guy is probably the best returner in the CFL. He had three return touchdowns last year in just 14 games, though I fear for the Bombers this means that Lucky Whitehead's days with the team are done. 
Dunkster Evan Johnson is a pending free agent. I'm hearing that he is likely headed to his hometown Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That would give them an all-Sasky interior of him, Brennan Labatt, Dan Clark. You ever think you'd see the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with an all-Sasky interior on the O-line? I'm sure it's been a dream, but what I really want to see if those three guys end up starting is them playing on the offensive line with watermelons on their heads, man. That would be peak Saskatchewan, peak all right? Sasky. The BC Lions have re-signed Adam Conard. Is he still a big deal? I think it is, Dugster, because they signed Bola Combo. They paid him well over hundred grand. I think he's the starter. You got Konar as the special team's ace of backup. They also got Isaiah Guzalik-Messam, who I think is underrated there. I like the signing. Dunkster, we all know how much you love Canadian quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Michael O'Connor, not yet back with the Toronto Argonauts. Where do you see him headed in free agency? Well, we'll see because I know Ryan Dinwiddie actually likes Michael O'Connor. So depending what happens with the quarterback we talked about earlier, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, that could sort of show you where O'Connor might end up. If he's not back in Toronto, though... I really get the sense that it's going to be back out west for O'Connor, who played his U-Sports football at the University of British Columbia. Calgary or Edmonton, a couple teams I'd look out for. Matt Nichols, a quarterback on the move, now with Ottawa, purchased a jersey off Peter Cooper, an Argos fan, who received it as a Christmas gift, Hodge. Isn't this why we love the CFL? It is. Yeah, you would never see Aaron Rodgers asking someone to sneak into his DMs to buy a jersey. Good on Matt Nichols, good on Peter Cooper. Though uh, I guess he's got to get an Arbuckle jersey now. Sean Lemon has signed with Edmonton Dunkster. Can he still get it done? Hell yes! Derek Taylor, the excellent stats tracker, put out a video on this because he's continuing to track the details. And I think Lemon can absolutely still get it done. Real quick, Hodge, the Argos, we mentioned it earlier, changed their name to the Toronto Stampeders. Appropriate? I think it's appropriate because they've got so many former stamps. Next up, I think Edmonton has to change their Twitter name to the Edmonton Red Blacks with all those connections. Last one, Dugster. Canadian tight end Anthony O'Claire is going to the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who you got on Sunday? Tom Brady. No. comes down to it. Tampa Bay is going to make history with TB12 leading the way, my dude. Lift up the Lombardi for a seventh time. No way. It's all Chiefs on Sunday. We're out of time, folks. Thank you for joining us for the Three Down Nation podcast. He's Justin Dunk. I'm John Hodge. Come back next week for more of the latest CFL talk. Oh, yeah. We will be back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.